0: And we are back for our fourth and final podcast episode. I am your host, Dave Kiones. I am here with Deputy Assistant Secretary Saunders. Sir, how
1: are you? Good morning, Dave. Doing well. Glad to be here.
0: Yes. Good morning, sir. And uh, bittersweet, bittersweet. Again, pleasure to do this with you and, you know, excited to see how everything turns out for
1: you, sir. Uh, thanks so much. This has been quite an experience, quite a ride. And, um, it is a bittersweet to do the fourth episode, but we have covered a lot of ground in our conversations. I really appreciate it. Of
0: course, sir, and I appreciate you. Let's just jump into it. So your fourth pillar is Engage. How do you envision expanding and enhancing the WCO's engagement mechanisms, both internally and with external
1: stakeholders? So Dave, the first piece that I would mention is that the WCO already has an array of stakeholder relationships. It's got MOUs with other international organizations, it's got a private sector consultative group, it's got all sorts of other informal arrangements. And so for me, the exercise is to confirm that we have relationships with all of the critical stakeholder groups. To take a fresh look and to assure ourselves that there's no critical actor that is beyond the reach of the WCO. Once we're able to do that, then my interest will be in ensuring that We approach these relationships with a sense of purpose. I want us to take a practical view of what we can accomplish through these interactions, create a sense of shared responsibility for achieving meaningful results based on interests that we share with these external groups. And I'd like us to be able to confirm for members the value that comes from these engagements. So it's not just having the arrangements for the sake of having the arrangements, It will be about making sure that we are accomplishing real-world results based on the interactions. On the internal front, I really don't want to lose the focus on the importance of strong internal communications. It's critical to keeping the employees of the WCO engaged and motivated. These are the people who make the work happen. But it's also critical to keep the members informed of what the organization is doing, to keep them engaged, to ensure that they're satisfied with the level of service they're receiving from the organization and investing in communication and engagement structures that allow that to be the case.
0: Relationships are key, but obviously also results, sir. And I, and, and I know you, you touched on that. So thank you for that. Can you discuss the importance and impact of formal and routine engagements with the private sector and trade associations on
1: U.S. policies and mandates? Absolutely. Here in the U.S., we have legally prescribed processes for ensuring that we as the government have access to external expertise and advice to inform our policies. This is the case across government. We have in our regulatory process a notice and comment capability that allows us to ensure that any rules that we want to put in place have the benefit of outside view. In the customs context, we've got specifically access to advisors in the commercial customs Operations Advisory Committee, or COAC. The COAC has vetted members that work with us frequently on a number of issues that are of interest to the organization. They meet every three months. There's public access to their meetings. They bring experience and expertise to help us not just with developed proposals, but they help us think through how to implement concepts and how to pursue objectives. And the value of having the COAC work alongside us as we think about our policy and the future of our operations is that we end up with products that are more viable because the private sector is telling us what is actually doable in the real world. We have better compliance because there's an understanding of what is needed already existing in the private sector. And this allows us to really take advantage of Problem solvers that are outside the organizations the problems that customs often has to confront are bigger than customs alone so bringing in other experts other problem solvers to help us get things done more quickly that's a huge benefit
0: and I think that's great you know you pointed out the private sector like we talk about collaborations right and I know like you know for example here at the at the port of New York Newark we talk about collaborations with that private sector here when it comes to the trade community, when it comes to state and local law enforcement. So I think that's huge. And I think that's great. It's always going to benefit everybody. I understand that green customs initiatives are being undertaken by many WCO members. How do you see these types of non-traditionally customs initiatives evolving in the future? And how will they impact stakeholders?
1: Well, green customs is a new issue, and green customs is sort of the shorthand for customs contribution to the overall abatement of climate change and improving the environment. It's a new issue, and it is outside of the traditional scope of what you would consider a customs matter, but I think the fact that we have green customs on the agenda reflects the role that customs plays in the larger ecosystem of trade. Climate change is one of the existential challenges of our time, and it's something that all of us have to begin giving attention to, and we are. Customs is no exception to that. Customs has a contribution to make via its own operations. It's got people located in all parts of every country, but it's also got an impact on the efficiency and speed of supply chains, particularly where transactions cross-border, so it can't be ignored as a potential contributor to environmental improvements. I think that customs involvement in discussions like green customs are likely to continue. Customs involvement in larger, broader issues, it's likely to continue because there is a recognition of the role that it plays in broader issues of mobility, broader issues of economic development, broader issues of safety. And so because of that recognition, the potential exists for customs participation and other broader issues is likely. And the key for us as Customs will be to understand what the practical contribution is that we can make to these topics.
0: So your vision for the WCO involves evaluating avenues for appropriate participation of other stakeholders. Can you provide some examples of who these stakeholders might be and how they might contribute to the mission of Customs?
1: realizing the value and the power of engagement with stakeholders depends first on identifying the communities that have the ability to have a beneficial impact on the work. We talked about one of these communities already. We talked about the private sector and sort of how do we, how we look at that in the U.S. context, but the trade community, importers, exporters, carriers, authorized economic operators, are a huge range of actors. They have the ability to affect our work in a critical way, because we look to them for compliance. Another immunity that I would offer is important to look at in this regard, are communities that are proximate to the border, communities that are impacted by trade activity in the places where they live. They have specifically the opportunity to provide accommodation. They can support enabling infrastructure projects near the border that fit with their lifestyle and their local needs to help the customs work get done with the efficiency that's needed without infringing upon local prerogatives in an unfriendly way. But we've also got other organizations that set standards that affect trade and logistics. Organizations like the World Trade Organization, the International Maritime Organization, the International Civil Aviation Organization, and there are others And I think what engagement with those groups offers is the possibility of complementary approaches. One specific example that comes to mind is the World Trade Organization's trade facilitation agreement. It had the ability to create a binding instrument that deals with many of the brass tacks issues of customs facilitation. It provided political muscle to topics that are important and that live in the custom space. And now we can work with the WTO, the strength of their instrument, the strength of our expertise as the WCO to move things forward in a way that might not happen without one or the other piece.
0: Very interesting. And very interesting that you bring up, you know, not just the trade community, not just, you know, the stakeholders, but the communities that are close to the borders. I I think sometimes we overlook that. So, and how, you know, that can impact our mission, in fact. I think probably the question that, that everybody wants to know, how do you feel going into Election Day, sir?
1: Well, Dave, probably in a word, anxious, but also I think content. This has been a long and intense process. We've been working this for a number of months, but it has been an opportunity to meet with a number of great colleagues across the world, understand their issues, it has allowed me to confirm how much we have in common as a customs community, and that community of interest gives me confidence in our ability to tackle the challenges that confront customs. And this is important given the complexity of trade and the general environment in which we operate. I've been able to confirm how much unity there is in the community around the issues that we deal with day to day. And that has been very satisfying. But I also am very grateful. I'm grateful to everyone who supported this effort, who shared their ideas and been open with me, and that have confirmed the unity of purpose that is so fundamental to custom success. So while we've got a short while to go, I feel content that we've been involved in a very positive process. And I'm very grateful to have had the positive signals that I've put out return back to me in terms of good interactions with customs colleagues.
0: Well, sir, we're grateful for you. Grateful for your contribution to this country, your reputation, you know, everything you've done, you know, speaks for itself. And uh, very simple to put, you know, I wish you luck, sir. So I know you're going to do great. And I can only imagine how anxious you are, but I know you put your best foot forward. And I know you've done everything you could. So thank you. Indeed. Thank you, Dave. And that wraps it up for the last episode. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. And vote Saunders.